0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Hey, do you guys know what the acronymicon is? It's the evil book of acronyms. Mm. It's it's like the Necronomicon, except for, you know, words. Oh, the EBA? yes. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) The evil book of acronyms? (laughs)
0: Okay. EBA.
1: Well, I mean, wouldn't it want to acronym itself? And fun fact, acronyms are all evil. Every single one of them.
0: Is evil an acronym? For
1: some things, yes.
0: Every village is luxurious?
1: I'm sure that there's a number (laughs) of, like, comic book uh, uh, (laughs) evildoers that use the acronym evil to mean a particular thing.
0: Hey, speaking of acronyms, we've got one in our lead topic story for today.
2: I'm a little surprised you guys weren't referring to all those... uh, Court things last night is like DROs, just a mess with people, like libertarian <laughs> Distributed rights you
0: know. organizations, yes.
2: Hey, well, all we need is like DROs instead of courts. Well, that'll solve it all.
0: I mean, it's certainly one potential way. Well, and that
1: was part of the argument is like, how useful is it to describe a, a, a free market version of this as a court or a court system?
0: Right. Uh, so uh, my experience with normies is vast and uncompromising. And Call them muggles. <laughs> muggles. Uh, so uh, it's very easy to confuse them by using the statist words. The Federal Reserve is the United States central bank. Okay. And so other countries have their own central banks as well. And they've also been creating a whole bunch of money.
2: I want to interject here very briefly because we talked a little bit about this uh, on my podcast yesterday and what is your podcast called the anarchist experience There you well thank you um but it was it was uh about the you know new socialist president of chile already running into problems mm-hmm. and there was a line in the, in the article that said well with uh you know with inflation like chile's inflation is from uh sources abroad like it's not their fault right yeah and i was like how can that not be their fault right like we as libertarians or anarchists or whatever we always define inflation as an increase in the money supply right so if chile is experiencing inflation right it's because like that government is increasing their own internal money supply right it's not some I'll, it's not a factor that has to do with what the united states is doing, <laughs> right yeah and, and or to, any other country yeah
1: and, and to uh, uh be the translator between libertarian and statist here okay so when a statist uses especially the ones like on the Pocahontas news stuff, or uh, yeah. uh, or you know seeking or having office uh when they
0: say inflation they're talking about price inflation the headline of course is as inflation reaches record highs globally which is true, IMF director admits, whoops, we printed too much money. Now, we've been telling everybody listening in Radioland here on Free Talk Live for a really long time that when the Federal Reserve prints a bunch of money, right and um, printing isn't really actually what they do they they create money out of thin air and add it to the existing money supply right to to that extent the dollar is already digital
1: I like what uh, uh, the chairman of the fed uh, called it he said digitally we print it yes cuz they were asking it's like well do you just print money and he says well most of it's done uh, uh, electronically but uh, digitally we print
0: it so they imagine that they just sit at a computer and go like all right and more Mm-hmm. Yeah, they literally add some zeros and go, yep, okay, it's been created. You have just been loaned $10,000. Mm-hmm. And what happens when they create this money, they print this money out of thin air, is it makes every dollar that you have in your bank account, in your wallet, uh, you know, tucked inside your jacket pocket that you'll only find next fall when you wash it again, uh, it's going to make every dollar that you have worth less than it's worth now. The dollar itself has been on a steady decline for um, hundreds of years. (laughs) Zoom out on that chart. (laughs) Yeah. IMF director Kristalina Georgieva did just that during a recent panel discussion hosted by CNBC. She conceded that central banks globally, quote, printed too much money and didn't think of unintended consequences, unquote. No, they thought
2: about it and they denied it. (laughs) They went, no, that's not going to happen. It was pointed out to them. If you print too much money, you're going to see inflationary effects. And they went, no, we've got this covered. They lied.
0: What? They lied. The Federal Reserve and the government and politicians all the and all their banks. cronies and all the other bankers. They 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 what? They No, they wouldn't lie. Why would they lie, Richie Rich? Because that's what they do. Peakless, why would they lie? They
1: don't. What they say is fundamentally true, and if you think so that what they say is not true, then you are clearly a Putin agent or whoever it is that we're about to be at war with
0: right yes
1: Yemen, East Asia, Eurasia, I
0: forget which one we've always been at war I mean but whichever one
1: a it is we have always been at war with
0: so I don't know if these are quotes, but these are italicized mm, mini paragraphs, if you will uh, one says. I think we're not paying sufficient attention to the law of unattended consequences. We take decisions with an objective in mind and rarely think through what may happen that is not our objective. As a comedian, as a parody artist, uh, everything that I do, if it could be conceived that it violates copyright, uh, can be defended in court under fair use. Because fair use allows for satire, first and foremost, comedy, uh, education, Uh, a whole bunch of other stuff i don't remember the whole list but the ones i'm concerned with of course is satire comedy education uh those purposes will generally allow you to use this is why uh your local television station can replay like the highlights of the nfl football game without getting sued because fair use they get to report on it so like news is one of the exceptions for fair use as well
2: now the state's going to require a license to be a parody artist that's all your I f- mean, so they <laughs> already kind
0: of do. What's really disturbing to me about being a parody artist, and um, uh, if any of you out there have listened to my parodies over at uh, lordkickass.com, uh, you might notice that my work doesn't appear in the usual places. You're not going to find it on Spotify. You're not going to find it on iTunes. There's a reason for that, and that's because it is insanely difficult to get, even in this day, digital distribution. For parody music, the the distributors themselves, I could write a brand new song, get it distributed overnight, right? I could have a new song on iTunes, like, you know, in two days or whatever it is. Uh, but a parody song, it doesn't qualify as a cover, so you can't just, like, license it as a cover. Let's just go by the official numbers. If inflation is around 8%, <laughs> Eight and a half, <laughs> right?
2: Real wages have not gone up, but real the fight for fifteen people are sort up. of getting
0: in their way, at least around here.
1: Well, yeah, yeah well, and that's the thing. Uh, real wages have been flat. Like right. actual wage type wages have been flat since the seventies.
0: I know a person who um, is a uh, was a uh, stay stay at home mom, okay, and uh, you know that that all ended, and so they had to go get a job, and they're very excited. To be making $16 an hour at an entry-level position. That's what I'm saying. But, like, little do they know that, like, that's the equivalent to, like, eight bucks an hour, you know, ten years ago.
2: Right. So the fight for 15 <laughs> people got their way because a lot of entry-level positions have been pushed up into that range. Um, but because of these inflationary policies, yeah. it it wipes it all out. I it remember, doesn't even matter.
0: I remember in the in the late 80s, uh, some, some people that I knew were having a discussion uh, an argument, if you will. They were they were trying to one up each other. A couple of dudes, you know, what? trying to you know, oh, I did better than you. I did better than. You. And they were one guy was talking, and he's like, oh yeah, well, I went to the ITT Tech School for one year, and I got out, and I'm already making twenty five k. And the other guy went, well, I didn't go to school at all, and I'm making twenty four k. So there, right, you know. And this yeah. was their argument, but this, you know, and like now you're like, really, you're going to argue about that much money? Like this, you know. Come on.
3: This is really the demise of where we're going, the dollar, as far as uh, they're going to try to raise the interest rates probably as much as they can over the next few months. And then we'll go into the recession, Mm -hmm. and then they'll start to cut the rates again. And we'll start looking at uh, back to zero and possibly more stimmies going out next year. (laughs) Stimmy. Great.
0: Hey, Hey, Joe, I I read something uh, today, and I I haven't even talked to these guys in the studio about it. I read something today that said uh, the housing market during the Great Depression, uh, like the the difference between wages and affordability was measured at something like uh, 33%, right? So that was sort of the difference between like whatever entry-level wages were, and the ability to buy a house. And that today, it's even worse. Like, the difference between entry-level wages and the ability to buy a house is even worse than it was in the Depression. Have you heard anything about that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I also heard that the uh, the market, really, the first four months of this year can be compared to the beginning of 1939
0: there's no way that banks can create a digital currency that is that is better or more effective than even the uh, the stable coins that that are that already exists the ability to convert you know say Bitcoin or Monero or any of the other cryptocurrencies into something that is pegged to the U S dollar already exists and has existed for quite some time for governments and banks to catch up to that curve I think they're, they'd lose that race. I don't even know. I don't even know if they
2: need it, right? Just think about transactions that most people have on a daily basis. Yeah, most of it is not. Physical paper, Federal right. Reserve notes right. handed to and fro. Yeah, the dollar right. is largely digital it's already. It's largely digital already. Um, so, you know, in early early days, talking about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, you know, people think, well, what happens if the Internet goes down and never comes back? You but, have a whole different set of problems. Well, but to, to what I told them is like, how much cash do you have in your pocket? if that happens your bank account is wiped out too oh, right yeah. there's no record of that that exists you know in paper form anywhere
0: yeah although there is some good news on that front uh, i recently had an article that i had for show prep i don't know where it is right now it's on the desk somewhere. but uh, oh, it's it not the first time but um uh, doge the cryptocurrency was successfully transmitted over the radio okay ah nice right using radio waves now you still need to have like a computer Visit Patreon.com slash CRBlake86 for those details. That's Patreon.com slash CRBlake86. Thank you. Is it uh, worth mentioning Mayday today since it is? Mayday, Mayday!
2: I've never understood Mayday. Day international Workers'
0: day. day, also known as Labor Day in some countries, and often referred to as May Day, is a celebration of laborers and working classes that is promoted by the international labor movement and occurs every year on May Day, the 1st of May. Today. Don't we
2: already have Labor Day? Why are we, why are we celebrating international holidays? This is America. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I, I didn't say we were celebrating. I just said we are mentioning. <laughs> oh, okay. It says, while it may belong to a tradition of spring festivals, the date was chosen in 1889 for political reasons by the Marxist International Social Congress. Well, then let's not celebrate Marxism. Which met in Paris and established the Second International as a successor to the... Anyway, uh, it's a day when workers like to do things like strike. Uh, okay. You know, that kind of thing. We were talking off air during the. When the, the proletariat the break rise there. up
2: against the bourgeoisie. Right.
0: Yeah. And yeah. seize the means of production. We must throw our bodies on the levers and all that kind of thing. So, anyway, if you celebrate May Day in any way, shape, or form, happy May Day. All right. Well, I and,
1: and I do want to say that I, I think that one of the things happening right now is we are fundamentally shifting the way in which business is done. So like the, the uh, coming into existence of de- uh, decentralized autonomous organizations, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's one of those technologies that will completely replace corporations as we know them. This is a terribly important thing that people on the left almost never notice is that risk is valuable. What they're doing is they're taking the risk because that's their name. That name will always be associated with their physical body.
0: And and business people... Prior to, you know, the, the largesse of corporatizing all businesses, business people used to be less apt to take risks because they knew they would risk their livelihood, their family's livelihood, any other, you know, sort of thing that they've lent their reputation to. They'd be risking all of that. So they were less likely to take major risks and do all of the things that these corporations do now because they enjoy this government protection of a corporation. And one, one other quick thing regarding
2: the DAOs or the the autonomous organizations. Yeah. Um, again, not necessarily against it, but it's it's not, it's not conceptually new, because there used to be a thing called results only work environment, right? Row. We don't care w- row, yep. right? We don't care where you work from. Yep. We don't care how often, how long you work. We don't care what you're doing.
0: No. Like your job is to get this done. Right. And as long as you get that done, that was also known pay. as that was also known as piecework back in the day. Could right. We'll, we'll pay you by the task. Right. Sure. Uh, we need you to complete 500 of the same task. Right. For 500 different people, you know, for example, right. and we'll pay you 100 bucks for each thing that you get done. They need to be done by this time. Well, but it, between now and then you get to decide when to do them yeah. and how many to do in a day, what hours you want to work during that day to get them done, as long as you get. Them done. We don't care.
4: So this is the worldwide communist holiday, you know that, right? Pro- proletariat. You guys are talking about the word proletariat and um, bourgeoisie, I mean, right?
0: Don't don't communists not believe in holidays? Because you don't get no, a but, day off when um, you work in the fields.
4: Well, this is a big celebration. So did this holiday start in Chicago? It's a, I, th- I thought it had a wee, big revolt It started in America or something. Is that is that what happened? And then like five people got killed, hung or what? I don't know what.
0: Okay, so this is is. from uh, Wikipedia. May Day is a European festival of ancient origins, marking the beginning of summer. Usually celebrated on May first, around halfway between the spring equinox and summer solstice. That's the origins of it. Uh, as far as uh, the communist holiday that you're speaking of, uh, we had mentioned that being International Workers Day, also known as Labor Day, spelled with the useless U in it, L-A-B-O-U-R Day. The proper spelling. Yes. And I don't, I'm not familiar sort of with the history of Labor Day. Uh, there, There have been many, you know, sort of protests, strikes, and that type of a thing by workers that have occurred on May Day. Uh, And so that's probably what you are referring to. New COVID bill. Fines parents for unvaxxed kids and doubles income taxes. That'll
2: end well. (laughs) Carrot and stick. You could have taken the free donut.
0: Now your taxes are doubling. And uh, To some extent this, you know, like most headlines it's a little bit sensationalized. We'll get into the, the meat of what this actually is. But even, like, with what it actually is, it's still super absurd Yeah, that, uh, you know, you anybody out there listening, if you think representatives of the organization known as government are on your side or they're there to do some sort of good for you, they're not. They're we, absolutely not. We talked about this a little bit during the break, right? You had the
2: opportunity to get vaccinated on your own. You could have voluntarily done it. And got vaccinated. Could have. And then you wouldn't have been forced.
1: Could have even gotten paid for it.
2: But but, but because you didn't want to
0: do it voluntarily.
2: donuts. Now the government's going to make you do it.
0: Or else. The article begins. An absurd COVID-19 bill by radical leftist Rhode Island Senator Samuel W. Bell says that residents who refuse the vaccine and its booster shots are subjected to fines and pay more income tax unless they receive an exemption. As far as the freedom movement is concerned, we want freedom-oriented people who are ready to do something, who, who don't want to be the person who sat around and did nothing while all of this crazy crap goes down. You you want to be a part of the solution. That's the kind of people we want in the freedom movement. We don't... like. I mean, you know, if there have to be refugees because, you know, Massachusetts is, well, Massachusetts, you know, okay, but that's not what the freedom movement here in New Hampshire is about. The freedom movement here in New Hampshire is about bringing people who love freedom, who love liberty, and want to create a place where for people who love liberty and freedom. Right. to be because there should be one place if not more but there should be at least one place where people like us can go and be left the frick alone right because the refugees are going to come up here and go
2: like well i didn't get my shot but you still need a permit for that firearm i don't
1: want that um, guy. I, I don't think you're right on that one okay. so and the thing is like a lot of this has been a uh, political divide so like if trump had come out and been like it hugely pro-mask and hugely in favor of the vaccine he was operation warp speed it, he gets he gets literally booed when he talks about these things understood now, which is why it doesn't matter, matter. He, he put it it in been like super in favor of it i'm pretty sure the left would have been masks are dumb and their whole thing would have been not wearing masks
3: you know looking at this kook from rhode island it's just It's not as crazy as you think when you look at the rest of the government and how they're acting towards this. Just they're normalizing people who they deem to be dissident as second class citizens, you know, to the point where you're not allowed to shop at the same stores. You have to carry around a card. You have to show proof that you comply, essentially, or else you don't have the same standard of living. And just this is just the next up in what seems to be an ever-winding
1: pathway. Pretty soon, there'll be separate water fountains. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how uh, in Islam, they have a special tax for non-Muslims. So, like, they won't kill you for being Christian, but you will pay extra taxes. And again, this is a belief system. I mean, it has nothing to do with, like, the evidence or any of the
0: real dangers. It has to do with you're not doing what we're doing. I mean, uh, the bottom line for me, of course, is... Uh, nobody has any right to put anything into my body without my consent. And if you want to violate that consent, you're wrong. And then they don't have the right to stop you from
2: putting anything into your body. The opposite of that is also true. Eli?
3: Exactly. And I think, you know, we're seeing it now where not only are they denying us that right, but they're normalizing it in society where, more and more measures can be taken against people who don't toe the line with what they say
1: You're mentioning that we don't want the Rhode Islanders to, you know, uh, interfere with our gun rights. But the kind of uh, statism that that particular group does is a different kind of oppression. And right now they're they're being very libertarian because the 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 other team is in power and the other team is making a big deal about being authoritarian. But 20 years from now, it will absolutely be reversed.
0: Yeah, it's not only this article about this Senator Samuel W. Bell and his insane proposal uh, but it's the people who have gone along with it uh, the people who, uh, there's memes floating well, around on the internet he's got his
2: constituents asking for it
0: the, the, allegedly. there's memes floating around on the internet I'm paraphrasing them but they all say something like you know, when you read about history, like uh, the rise of like the Nazis and that kind of a thing Uh, you can see that the propaganda was pretty obviously propaganda. And you're like, how did these people ever fall for it? Like, I can't believe that people... And then you look at today's society and the propaganda that everybody's falling for, and you go, oh, my, insert deity here. Like, people are falling for it every day. People are... uh, Look at what happened to families during, like, the lockdowns, right?
4: Today, I would like to talk about this insane crypto six situation. And there's been a lot of new news in the last couple of weeks. But specifically, what I'd like to talk about is one of the plea agreement hearings uh, three weeks ago and what transpired there.
0: Can we okay. refer to them as the Crypt 2 now? trip uh, twos oh, no, there's still six of them who okay. were arrested and otherwise uh, right. you know no knock raided at 6 a.m in their homes and that kind of thing so uh, yeah I think the the name sticks it's also right. for folks not familiar with the situation on March 16th of uh, last year uh the uh, a whole bunch of different federal goons got together and yeah. and raided uh, a bunch of places, including this studio right here. You can read and uh, f- see videos and learn more over at thecrypto6.com. So, uh, Will, bring us up to speed and then, you know, talk about the thing you want to talk about.
4: So, essentially, uh, th- the uh, federal government has been doing what they do as far as this prosecution, and about three weeks ago, the uh, First of the crypto six took a plea deal. A plea deal, I believe this was Andrew Spinella, mm-hmm. and I was not actually at this hearing, but one of our other local activists were, and it really, it something happened which I think drives home how ridiculous this whole situation was. Essentially, they agreed that they would plead guilty to wire uh, to wired fraud.
2: They entered into agreement, but has the plea actually been entered then? Because with that yes. information. Right, I'd be like, well, if if they can't prove damage, maybe I don't want to plead guilty to account of wire fraud.
4: so the, so so the plea had been entered okay. and this was at the hearing at hearing where they entered that plea. Okay. Um so after they enter their plea, the judge is taking in all of the information, and one of those is that restitution was not in order because nothing was actually defrauded.
2: Okay. I would say it would behoove the judge then to throw out the case immediately, right? Like that would be justice in that case. You're telling me you're bringing, you're trying to get him to plead guilty for fraud and you can't prove any damages. And we're still, and you know, the state, the government is still going to accept a guilty plea. That's uh, a poor judge.
4: That, I, I would agree. That's what the judge should do. Um, that said, this is a judge is part of a system who is, it, part of that same system who is pushing forward these charges so I, I doubt that would actually happen and we but ultimately we won't know for about eight weeks when the uh, sentencing hearing comes up
0: the other things uh, mr bell said were uh, the senator he said uh, the reason i introduced the bill is we have a crisis with the pandemic thousands of rhode islanders have died I've had really painful calls from constituents who can't go to the store because they're immunocompromised, who have lost loved ones to, loved ones to this pandemic, who are really ill and not fully recovered, suffering long-term effects. Okay, so, uh, first of all... <laughs> and they're all going to get the exemption because they're too sick yeah, if, to get the vaccine. If, if somebody's immunocompromised, going to the store is always a risk for them. Right. Always. At any time. It always will be. Uh, And (laughs) all of the bad things that, uh, uh, you know, folks like uh, Anthony Fauci said were going to happen regarding the pandemic didn't. Right. So, you know, the deaths have tapered off. The masks, of course, were ineffective. We knew that a long time ago uh, and all that kind of thing. Uh, The article continues. Bell has faced harsh criticism for the introduction of the bill. Hell's Bells. Hey, uh, that's funny. I, I actually know those girls, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, there is an all-female ACDC tribute band uh, called oh, yeah. called Hell's Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S. Nice. And uh, they are great. They're the only uh, ACDC tribute band to be endorsed by ACDC themselves. So ACDC has come out and said, these chicks rock. You have our blessing and our endorsement. That is cool. Anyway, what's on your mind, David?
3: Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I, I saw them on the on the web one time. Somebody was doing a like a periscope or something like that. I saw them. They're, yeah, they're good. Um, so, well, that explains where the the uh, the mob bell and all the baby bells came from, too. I guess the major pain story. Bunch of ding dongs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bunch of ding dongs. So, uh, white hat judges. Uh, what do you got against white hat judges?
0: Everything. Well, so everything. So it's impossible for a white hat judge to be consistently white hat. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more—all for free at FreetalkLive.com.